Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Purpose by Design. You have a purpose by design, not by default. I am Dr. Pamela Hinkle, and I am so excited because of who my guest is today. And so I am just going to pick this. I have a little something to show y'all right up here. Can y'all see it? Yep. See my name? And you see up at the top there, it says Cornerstone Christian University, right there, right there. Yep. I have the founder with me of this amazing university. And he's a man of God, business leader, motivational speaker, reaching out all over the world. Has changed my life. Doc. John is in the house. Woo! Yes, 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 yes. Good morning, good afternoon, good e good evening to everybody wherever you're watching or listening to us from. Um, Dr. Pamela Henkel, it's a pleasure bringing me on this platform. I really do appreciate you. I appreciate the work you do, not only for the for for the um, the Christian community for what you do for the world at large mm -hmm. keep doing what you do we see you we appreciate you and thank you once again for bringing me on your program oh my gosh well the feeling is absolutely a hundred percent mutual you are doing so many great things and that is why i wanted you here today so that we can all hear right from your knee what you're doing and how to get involved and to learn more about the university because you're changing so many lives because you have taken it, you know, you just have run. You were given a vision and you're running with it and making it plain so that we can all see it and run with you. So before we go any further, for people that are going, uh, Dr. Who? Uh, Dr. Who? Uh, Dr. John, that's who. Can you tell us a little bit about who are you, Doc? All right. Thank you so much, Pamela. You know, I love that question. You know, it's a, it's, it's a broad question. Sometimes people just hear the question, who are you? You know, and they, they, they respond to it vaguely. So now if you're asking, who am I? First of all, my name is Dr. John Ugulu. That's my name here on earth, given to me by my parents. Right. But, you know, your name is not necessarily who you are. Right, I am uh, the morale booster by the special grace of God. I am uh, the co-founder of Cornerstone Christian University. And our goal is to provide affordable and quality education to as many people as possible. Now, here's my long-term goal that would help you understand who I truly am. My long-term goal is to help 1 billion or more people find their purpose in life. It could be through education. It could be through, you know, helping them in their career path. But the goal is to help 1 billion people discover who they are in life. That's my drive. And by the special grace of God, I was empowered through Cornerstone, which is a citadel of light to help people, to empower others, not just for myself, to empower others. You know, so many people, it took them four years to, to study a four-year program, a four-year degree. It took some people five years to study a five-year degree. 
But it took me over 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. Why? Because when I lost my dad as a young boy, as a high school student, I wanted to explore like so many young men out there. I was now happy that, oh, there is no man who can hold me down because I know women are, you know, sentimental. You can quickly tell your mother, hey, mom, don't worry, just relax and she will be cool. So I, I lost track. Because of that, I, I, I had problems in school. I was making wrong choices. When I finally got into the university, I dropped out after three years. So when I made up my mind to go back to school, life had already started. So a program that should have taken me four years or five years took me 10 plus years. And when God showed me that it was possible to own my university after I had gotten my bachelor's, my master's, and my PhD, I quickly jumped on it because at that time I was prepared. You know, Seneca said, luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation. So when God gave me that platform to start the school, I knew God wanted to use me as a beacon to help others. So that's how Cornerstone came to life. And um, since we started, we've been doing the work of God. Um, the ministry has been growing from strength to strength. And as the morale booster that I am, that's my calling to help people activate their greatness in them. I have been following the instructions of God judiciously. And thank you so much for allowing me to share this. Wow. I love that. And in you are the morale booster. That's not just the, the name of what you of, of your show. It's not just the name of your podcast. It's who you are. And I, I was I was graced to be down at your last commencement and to speak at it and to watch so many people have the degrees conferred upon them and see their reactions, see the tears, the joy, and just the feeling of being part of a community. Right. and being uh, noticed everybody wants to be noticed they right. want to be seen they want a place where they are appreciated and heard and i watched you work with all of those students there regardless of what their degree was or where they were at or what they were doing or how far they had traveled or how short amount of time they had traveled to get there. And you were the morale booster for all of them. You were like walking around giving those vitamin B12 shots in the arm, you know, <laughs> I mean, you were, you made each one of them feel so special right. and you worked really hard for, for them. I was in the day before, and we had a couple of phone conversations. I know that you were up really late, making sure that everything was perfect and ready. Right. And I, you were up really early, making <laughs> sure everything was ready. And I also um, was there afterwards because I was staying at the venue. Right. And hours later, I peeked in where the, the room where the graduation was, and you were still there. And you were doing some still last minute cleanup, pack up and all of that. But you were still ministering. You were still serving. You were still communicating. We were still boosting morale. So I, at that moment, my heart was already attached to you and what you're doing. But at that moment, having 26 years in ministry myself, I went, this guy's the real deal. 
Like <laughs> he just he's got the shepherd's heart. He's got the servant leadership going on. And I knew that uh, Cornerstone was um, an entity that I wanted to up uplift and I wanted to be a part of and help you uh, push out your vision and run with you. And it's been a, it's been an amazing run. And I'm so excited because you have another commencement coming up here in March and that's not that far away. Right. So that's <laughs> happening. So um, I want you to tell us all about that, but also can you encompass your story? Cause you gave us a little bit of it, but how did a, how did a man, a young man who loses his father and kind of loses his way end up running as a co-founder, co-creator of a Christian university. And how did you go from being kind of wayward and lost to having this incredible shepherd's heart, servant leadership, where people are just drawn to you, Doc? They're drawn to you. Tell us a little bit of your story. Right. So thank you so much for, for this opportunity. You know, you talked about you know, me being up, making sure things were up and running. You know, for, for, you know, when it comes to leadership, there's one thing I was taught by one of my mentors that true leaders are proactive, mm. not reactive. Wow, that's good. So as a leader, you should be able to position yourself in such a way that you expect what could possibly go wrong, which means you prepare, you plan, you prepare for the worst and you plan for the best. Leaders are supposed to be proactive, not reactive. Mm -hmm. Followers are reactive, which means followers rely on the leaders. So right. when things happen, they react like, oh, what do we do now? But leaders are always proactive. They see the beginning, they see the middle, they see the end, right? Mm -hmm. And it is our duty as leaders to always make sure that whatever we do aligns with the values, the vision, the mission, and also ensure that we prepare for, you know, have a contingency plan. So now this takes me back to, this. this these are all, I would say they are innate qualities, right? Because... I lost my dad when I was in high school. My dad was my superhero. He was my everything. But luckily for me, I had a mom who was capable, equal to the task. But you know, when, when, when a man is not in the house, there is a kind of, um, there is a kind of freedom that the male children think that they have because they know they can always you know, talk to the mom and smile to the mom and the mom would always be compassionate and, you know, so that affected me. So when my dad died, within a short period of time, I felt I was untouchable. I felt I had all the freedom in the world and I made certain choices. I decided intentionally to become a street boy, even though my dad left so much assets properties money you know for us to live a good life sure. but it broke my mom's heart because she knew what you're going to do on the street out there we have all the resources we've planned for your future 
and beyond. So you don't need to go out there and people on the streets, they, they are from families, backgrounds where things are not okay. But I just didn't know at that point that God was just wanting to use me to give me the experience of every area. So while I was on the street, I made wrong choices. I still was able to manage to get into the college with my mom's assistance. But for some reason, I just, I was rebellious. I was rebellious. I dropped out of college. Same exuberance, youthful exuberance. And when I dropped out of college, after some years, it occurred to me that I was doing the wrong thing. And my mom had always been that person who would come to me even while I was doing wrong things. She would say, John, I saw who you would become before you were born. She would say, John, when I was pregnant with you, I used to always have this dream. And in this dream, I'll see a tall, dark-skinned man dressed in suit, holding a microphone and speaking to a crowd. And whenever she says that, I will say, Mom, I know. I know your dreams do work. Your dreams do come to pass. But this particular dream is not meant for me. Because decisions that I made already gave me shyness in my life. It already gave me shyness in my life. It gave me shyness in my life. And, and I was struggling, struggling. I never foresaw what she was talking about. But she would always smile and say, John, don't worry. Just believe in God and wait and see. And today I'm, I'm speaking. I'm doing what she prophesied. You know, I dropped out of college. I went back. When I realized that it wasn't the right path, you know, all the mistakes I made while growing up, I tried to, you know, rectify them. So mm -hmm. at a very young age, I realized that God typically gives us a second chance. God gives us as many opportunities as possible. And God always puts us in a position where we can always see the mistakes, you know. So I, I, I learned early enough from my mom. I learned from the streets. And God directed me. God was constantly showing me through my mom that I had a bigger calling, right? I moved to the United States and the opportunity presented itself. That, hey, my son, you can become whoever you want to be. You can help people. You've always had the heart of doing that. And Cornerstone was born. So without hesitation, I accepted that call from God. And I knew that it was something greater than myself. I knew it was something greater than what I could ever imagine. And that's why I decided I was going to bring in powerful people, experienced people like yourself, so we can collaborate and see how we can take the ministry to the next level. Um, we, 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 we will be having our fifth commencement ceremony on the 25th of March, precisely. And, uh, you know, for those who are listening to us who can hear me, if you or anyone you know is finding it challenging to get a degree, to go to school because of, you know, the expense, what it will cost you, God has brought Cornerstone to us to help us, to prepare us for the ministry work, to help us obtain our degrees at an affordable cost yeah. without you breaking the banks. And sometimes we have scholarships that we can give. You know, it's on a case-by-case -case basis. So if you truly and really want a degree for yourself and you are thinking of getting into the ministry, don't worry, just send us an email. Reach out to Dr. Pamela, reach out to me, and we would be able to... Uh, assist you so if i could 
if I could achieve all this, you who's listening to me right now, it means you too can also do the same thing for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. May I ask you a couple questions? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So mama prophesied it, mama prayed it, mama saw it. And then of course it happened. Did you have a conversation with mama once you realized that uh, her dream did indeed manifest and there you were with the mic in your hand if you did you have that conversation? <laughs> uh, well I, I i told her she's so excited in fact she sees everything that i do my mom is a great storyteller you know and uh, luckily for us she will be joining us in the u.s pretty soon and she will be happy to get on stages with me you know i'm looking forward to that i already told her i said hey you prophesied this, even though you put it in my subconscious mind, look, I am going to make you a major part of my storytelling. So brace up, mama. We will be traveling the world, you know? So she's happy. She's excited. And, and yes, oh, I told that her, is yes. amazing. What a full circle moment for mama to have seen you in that and now you're doing it, but now now she's going to come to the state and then be able to run with you in tandem in person. I mean, that is, oh my gosh, Doc, that is an incredible story. I cannot wait to meet your mother. That is going to be awesome. Yes, you will, you will certainly meet her. She's looking forward to to, to jumping on stages with me. She loves storytelling, you know. She's well, you get it honestly, don't you? <laughs> you get it honestly. Okay, yeah. another question that I had for you was when did, how old were you when you made the move to the United States? Um, I, I was already like a full-blown adult. I have been in the United States now for, you know, since 2014, like fully. You know, prior to coming to the U.S. finally, you know, to make this place home, um, I, you know, I used to always visit for holidays and, you know, just to come and relax, spend five days, go back, spend seven days. But I relocated fully um, 2014. So it's, it's, it's been, it's, it's not yet, you know, it has not yet been a long, long time, but. I came in with a big dream, big vision. So who sees me right now thinks, oh, this guy was, you know, probably has spent over 20 years here. No. So 2014, yes. Wow, you have accomplished so much. But that just goes back to when God speaks and we are willing to not just listen, but do. Right. You know, I think listen probably is the word because if my kids are uh, just hearing me, then they're not doing what I asked. But if they're listening, right, mm-hmm. they're doing. And then there is a reaction that comes from that. So you heard and obeyed or listened. And that makes a beautiful synergy. And that beautiful synergy has been the um, the magic carpet ride that God has been able to put you on. And you're changing so many lives. So tell us, we talked about the university, share anything else about that that you want, but also tell us about the other things that you are doing in the earth right now, because you're helping a lot of people. Right, right. You know, um, when you are doing something that is not your calling, Mm -hmm. you always find, you know, you always get some form of unfulfilled 
feeling like you know look i'm not fulfilled right, right? I, I i i did several businesses while i was in nigeria you know i did real estate i did um i was um um a Nigerian sole distributor to a manufacturing, you know, a, a medical device company in the UK. You know, it didn't work out, but because I already built that mindset of an achiever, that mindset of always believing that the universe has something for you, I knew that those failures were happening because those were not my calling. Yeah. It was when I got to the United States, I found out that oh god so what i love to do people actually accept it here in in nigeria it's hard if you're not a preacher you know you nobody wants to talk about public speakers here right in nigeria but here public speaking is a normal thing and when i got here god just showed me a roadmap and said my son this is the land of opportunities this is where you're going to make things happen so I started developing myself in the clinical research space. Um, you know, I started as a clinical research monitor. It's a six-figure industry. You know, trying to integrate into the system. I did a little, you know, manual jobs before I got a six-figure income and got the opportunity to start, you know, interacting with the, the mentor who guided me on how we could get the university started. And Right now, apart from the university, I'm helping people, I'm coaching and mentoring people who are interested in getting into the clinical research space as a clinical research, uh, you know, as clinical research monitors, right? So I guide them, I help them get in. It's all part of education. I love to teach. I love to train. I love to coach people. I love to mentor people. So those are what I do right now. Um, working with my podcast that's my small ministry again every friday we try to provide motivational and inspirational messages and yeah we're just doing everything that god has put in me you know it, speaking is what i'm passionate about teaching is what i'm passionate about so every day of my life i make sure i do that or something that is related to that if i'm not working with students um, in the university, I'm mentoring those who want to get into clinical research or am, you know, working with those who are down in their spirit, you know, helping them boost their morale. Because at the end of the day, Louis Pugh said, when your mind is made up, you become unstoppable. The United States prepared me, gave me a different platform, gave me a different mindset and showed me those who are struggling that I can help. So every day of my life, I get busy. If I'm not posting quotes, I'm mentoring people, I'm uplifting the spirit of everybody. That's just my calling and that's what I'm doing. So I am the morale booster doing that every day of my life. You absolutely are, Doc. Yeah. You said the USA prepared you. Yeah. I wrote that down. That's really a profound statement. Can you... Take us a little deeper with that. Right. You know, um, when you find yourself in an enabling environment, it makes it easier for your gift to be harnessed. Mm -hmm. Right. 
especially when you are in an environment that helps you hone those skills that you have. We all have talents. We all have skills, right? But being in the right environment at the right time plays a major role. So when I got to the United States, I was lucky enough to be part of the Les Brown program. Uh, Les Brown was one of the <laughs> was one of the the, the, the life changers that came to me yes. when I got to the U.S. So Les Brown helped me a lot. You know, he, he, he helped me improve my storytelling skills. He helped me understand the importance of uh, being in the right environment, you know, because the people around me, you know, I grew up in an environment where they don't believe in motivational speakers or even right now they, they don't even want to listen to uh, preachers anymore, right? So, well, Les Brown made me understand that not everybody would understand you. So you have to intentionally put yourself in an environment, in a group that understands where you're going. You know, so I give that to the United States because Les Brown is a U.S. citizen. I'm not sure I would have met him anytime soon if I had not come to the United States. I'm not sure I would have met someone like you, a powerful person, you know, a, a great um, a woman of God like you, if not for the United States and so many other wonderful people. So the U.S. has positioned me for bigger success. You know, they say when your vision benefits only you, that is called ambition. Right? But yeah. when your vision benefits all others, that is called your calling. Right? Wow. Okay. I got to interrupt you. You need to repeat that. People need to hear that again. So right. That again. right. Okay. So when, when your vision benefits just you alone, you say, hey, okay, I want to I buy a house, beautiful house. I want a beautiful car. You know, I want a, a Porsche. I want a, you know, beautiful car. I want good clothes. You, you're just only ambitious about those things. So when your vision favors you alone, that's ambition. Mm -hmm. But when your vision favors others, every other person, sometimes might not favor you, but favors every other person for a better good, or a larger good, then that is your calling. The gift that we are given in life is not meant for us. It's mm. meant for others. Because someone else's gift will take us to the next level. But our gift will take others to the next level. So if your vision benefits just you, it is just an ambition. Mm. That's not your calling. But when your vision benefits others, that's your calling. Oh, my gosh. And you said that our calling is then going to push others forward. Yes. yes. That, I love how you just, <laughs> yes, you are the morale booster. Come on, everybody. <laughs> did that just eloquently and profoundly came off his tongue. That um, is good stuff. Yes. So when you came to the States, were you... I, I know I know you were excited, but were you hesitant? How did did you just 
book a flight and come? Did you have to process it? Or did you just like give yourself a pep talk and get on the plane? So now one thing about me is I am one who never finds it hard to start all over. When I make a mistake, the first thing I do is I own up to that mistake and I re-strategize and I move. So when business wasn't working, um, family reached out to me and they said, hey, you have access to a better environment where your business can thrive. Your family is over here. So what are you doing in Nigeria? It took me a while. It took me a while. And, um, you know, after processing it for a long time, I knew I had to give it up for two major reasons. One, to be closer to my family, right? And two, to answer the call of God. Mm, because when God is passing a message, you know, you would know. So it took a while. I processed it and I, you know, after uh, lots of prayers, I knew it was time. You know, family is paramount, right? Yes. Uh, my, my, my family, they wanted me to come here because it was just basically me in Nigeria. All right. So I decided I came over just like every other person. I started from the scratch so that I could understand. I intentionally started doing manual jobs, right? intentionally because you know i would have been able to like liquidate a lot of things in nigeria and have enough money to sustain myself till i got uh, you know a good uh means of us uh, living but i came with a plan because humility is always part of life yeah that's good i knew starting from the bottom First of all, make God understand that, okay, he understands the assignment. So for that reason, we will take him to where he's going. So I started with manual jobs. While I was doing that, I was doing all my necessary trainings, you know, just living the life one day at a time. You know, so yes, it took a while for me to process it, but I had to um, answer the call of God. Amen. And God put you on the fast track, too, because as you're talking about how you came and you started with manual work and that, you know, you knew that humility was so important. I'm sitting there thinking, but that was 2014. That's not like you came here in 1995. Right. The fast track. Uh, So what that says to me, Doc, is this. Once again, faith without actions is of no avail. Oh, yes, absolutely. Now, was it easy for me to build myself up to 2014 when I got in here? No, it wasn't easy because remember, I was struggling with shyness. Business wasn't working well. Things were not going as planned, right? It wasn't easy. But it was just a phase of life. Right. I was able to realize when it was my breaking point. I was able to say, okay, you know what? This is not working. Let me start all over. So the the it's it's all part of the process. That's why right now I'm focusing on letting people understand that it's okay to fail. Failure is is a sign of work in progress. 
right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a baby anymore. So, but I had already put certain things in place and it wasn't easy. But when I moved to a new place, yeah, I knew I had to start from the scratch. But I had a big vision, so big, but I knew that it had to be one day at a time, one task at a time. Yeah. So, yes. That is so powerful. I wrote down two things that you said. Just a phase. Uh, that just, that struck me. What a incredible, simple, but so incredible way to look at wherever you're at in your life as the phase that you're in. Like, I just love that. It was just a phase, just a phase, wherever we're at. And you also said um, that part of the process. So the phase that you're in is part of the process of where you're going. Right, right. You know, Heraclitus said the only constant in life is change. Even the Bible says to everything, there is what? A season, season. and yeah. a time. Yeah. That's life. So that's what keeps me going. I don't focus on negativity. Life will certainly throw curveballs at us, right? Yeah. But, 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 but when you believe in God and yeah. the principles that God has given us, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lifelong student of universal principles when you understand the way the universal principles work then mm -hmm. as a real child of god you should have nothing to worry about even if you are going through the greatest illness in the world and they tell you hey you're going to die tomorrow when you understand the principles of the universe that alone takes you to the next level because you would know that when you're living your life, even in pain, you know that you're doing what you were born to do. Mm -hmm. Only those who have not found their calling or their purpose get scared when things wow. are not going well. Yes, because everything is a sacrifice, not for yourself. Because if you're doing anything for yourself, that's just ambition there. Right. But when you're doing things to elevate others, it comes with satisfaction. It comes with healing. It comes with joy. Even if you know you're dying like next two, three minutes. Mm. Or even in your dying bed, you can tell somebody, even I know that I'm not as strong as I should be right now. I want you to be strong so you can help the next person to be strong. You feel good. That is so beautiful, Doc. <laughs> So true. Okay. So you are so fun to listen to and so easy to connect with and get excited while you're speaking. It's just, it's natural for you. It's supernatural for you. Um, I want to say it's supernatural, but I also want to say it's super natural for you. Um, you <laughs> said you. the principles of the universe and you lit up when you said it. I watched you. You're, you've got great energy. You're excited. But then you said, uh, understanding the principles of the universe and you just like you got your everything about you got bigger this is passionate yes. for you can yes. you, you like be that morale booster for us for a few minutes and talk about these universal principles because people need to hear about them oh yes 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 everything has a season and a time 
when you're sick today, there are only two things that can happen to you when you're after when the sickness comes. Your time on earth, your time on earth will either be up, which is death, or you become well. <laughs> That's the law of seasons. Yes. That's it. Good and bad, night and day, <laughs> strong and weak. You know, so it's only two things that can happen to a sick person. You either get well or you get worse and you get and, and your time on earth ends. Either ways, we're all gonna die one day. So but the time you spend while you're alive, while you're sick, while you're strong, what is what matters. Yeah. So we're talking about the law of seasons here. There is a time to sow, there is a time to reap. After night comes day, right? Yeah. After farming, when there's drought, farming comes what? Massive expansion. Oh, that's good. Right. So yeah. when God gave natural yeah. principles, a lot of people would be waiting for God to come down and, you know, judge or punish people or no when god created these natural principles god put all the repercussions in there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he created it that time waits for nobody time will move with or without you yeah. god created god created the law of gravity which means if you jump from a 10-story building if you pray from now till 10 years time and you jump from a 10-story building you're still going to die that's it. So he put natural laws and gave all the consequences, all the punishments in there. So that if anybody goes against those laws, he or she would have him or herself to blame. But if you understand these laws and you adhere to these laws, the sky is going to be your limit. A lot of people know about the law of attraction. But a lot of people also don't know that there is a more powerful law that leads to the law of attraction, which is the law of vibration. Yes. Right? So you have to put yourself on a frequency for you to attract what you want. But a lot of people just say the law of attraction, the law of attraction. No, you have to, first of all, master the act of the law of vibration mm -hmm. so that what you want comes to you. Right? So yes. these are laws. I'm a lifelong student of uh, natural laws. I get excited when I'm talking about them, especially when I'm talking about the law of seasons. Because nothing stays the same forever. When things are good for you today, also know that the bad times will come. Right. So use your good times. Yes. To fulfill your purpose on earth. And when the bad times come, remember that it's also not going to last. Yes. It will also flip. So there's nothing too great for God to change because God has already done that. He already dropped it for us. Mm. It's just go through your life journey, doing what you love, doing that thing that even if you know you're not getting paid to do it, it still, it still ignites joy in you. And that's your calling. Yes. Wow. That is so good. 
talk a little bit, just a little bit more for us, if you wouldn't mind, about that law of vibration, because I think that there's people out there right now going, well, how do I change my vibration? Because what right. you're saying then is the vibration I'm in, I'm drawing that to me accordingly, right? right. So if my vibration is here, then that's what's coming to me. How do mm -hmm. I change that? Right. So this is how we work. Now, first of all, when I'm talking about natural principles or things, I like to first of all give people the concept so they can have an idea of right. what it means, right? Mm -hmm. Now, um, the law of vibration states that every object in the universe bounces. Mm -hmm. You will not see it with your naked eyes. But for those of you who studied science-related courses or degrees, you understand what we're talking about. Every object in the universe bounces, right? Yes. So the law of vibration states that every object bounces, which means including you, including your thoughts, your ideas. So whatever bouncing level you are is called a frequency. The bouncing movement is called a frequency. When it bounces, it's called a frequency. So the world and the universe is designed in a way that whatever frequency you put yourself, then you tend to, you, you tend to attract things that are on that same frequency. That's why Rumi said, whatever you are seeking is also seeking you. Have you noticed that whenever you make up your mind to buy a car, if you say, hey, I want to buy a white car right now, a white Mercedes. You right. know, I haven't been paid by Mercedes to use them for, you know, this um, speech I'm giving now. Uh, it's just for training purpose. So if you say, okay, I want to buy a white Mercedes, you would realize that the moment you put your mind towards buying a white Mercedes, when you drive out of your house from that moment, you will start to see more of white Mercedes on the road. Have you ever wondered why that happens? That's because naturally you have set yourself on a frequency of a white Mercedes. Yes. And so everything, every car, out of every 10 cars that drive past you, seven of them will be white Mercedes. It's not as if those cars were not there before you thought about it. But at that point you had, you, you rose your consciousness to a different, you raised your consciousness to a different frequency. That's mm -hmm. why you started attracting and seeing all those things. That's just what the law says. That's what the law of vibration says. The moment you tell yourself, I want to do this, you've already put yourself on that vibration. So if you want to change your frequency, if you want to change the way you think and the way things happen to you, you need to first of all remember that your thoughts attract what you want. So it has to start from your thought process. Think about what you're doing that you don't like right now or that you want to change in your life. Probably you're doing manual jobs. You've been standing for 30 years of your life and you've seen some of your mates who at some point changed their vibration from manual job vibration to a six-figure job vibration. What was the difference between you and those people? It was just the mindset. It was because they later got to understand 
the importance and the power behind their mindset because that's where the vibration starts from. So if you want a paradigm shift, that shift has to start from your mind because God has given you and me and everybody the most powerful gift on earth, which is willpower, to change the course of our thoughts, to change the course of our lives. Will it be easy? No. That's why Les Brown would always say, if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. Yeah. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. It's easy to stay comfortable at a mediocre level. It's easy to, to, to say, hey, what that person is doing, it's hard. It's easy to judge people. It's easy to blame people. It's easy to stay comfortable, but it's hard to make up your mind to say, oh, even with my little kids, I'm gonna change the situation. It's hard to say, even with my, with my you know, busy schedule, I'm gonna change my life so I can reduce my, my workload. It's hard. The hard things, when you do them, your life will be easy. So that's what it takes for you to change your paradigm, to change your, 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 your vibration, is to first of all, discover who you are, Remember that you have willpower to change everything. And remember mm. that you need to put yourself on a vibration where the people who are on that same level are doing what you do. Find yourself a coach. Find yourself a mentor. Find yourself people who would only encourage you. Positive minds only. PMOs. Find that thing that can change your vibration. So vibration happens before attraction happens. That is so powerful. Vibration happens, y'all, first. Now you're vibrating somewhere. Are you getting <laughs> what's coming to you, right? <laughs> so if we want to change something in our lives, Doc here is telling us what we need to do in order to change that. Now you mentioned find yourself a coach, find yourself a mentor, find a community. So how do people find you? How do they connect with you? Because that's exactly what you do, you just you do it across many platforms. Right. So you can um, you can find me on um, Facebook. I'm always there posting motivational and inspirational messages. Yep. Um, those messages they help me and they help others. So I don't charge people for things relating to motivating them. So go to my Facebook page. Um, you know stay connected with me and you know just if you need to reach out to me feel free send me a dm via facebook and i'll be more than happy to, to connect with you and you know share whatever experience that i have you know to help you move from where you are to where you want to be i'm a work in progress we can do it together we can grow together i'm looking for people who i would grow together with right remember i just moved into the u.s 2014 how many years now so i'm still i'm still growing so yeah. if you want to grow with me feel free <laughs> you're coming up on what then 10 years uh right. yeah about yeah nine nine years all right yeah yeah that's amazing okay and any other plugs that you want to give for anything else you're involved with or anything else about the school or the commencement that's coming up Right. So um, 
Cornerstone Christian University is a citadel of light. Yes. It's an abode of light. So our goal is to provide, like I said before, affordable and quality education to prepare people for the ministry, mm -hmm. right? So if you or anyone you know has not been able to obtain their bachelor's degree or master's degree or doctorate because of finances, God has used us. God has used Cornerstone yes. as a medium for you to now get back on track. So contact us, go to our website. It's cornerstoneuniversity.org. Send us an email and somebody will definitely be in touch with you. And is that the best way for people to reach you in general would be to go to, uh, well, they can find you on Facebook. Like you said, you're there a lot or reach out to Cornerstone or you can reach out right here and we will put you in touch with this incredible human. I oh. love how you circled back to Les Brown. That man has done so much to change the lives of so many people. Right. Uh, just today, the conversations that I have had, which have been a number of them already, everybody has been pointing back to Mr. Brown. What yes. an incredible legacy he's living. And, mm -hmm. and I find it to be very uh, inspiring and challenging that that to carry on that baton and and so that we can continue to carry on that legacy that that he's living that we can continue to carry that legacy forward and live it out but i have to say that a number of times today the inflections in your voice sir sounded like mr brown oh that, that, that's that's my mentor you know they say um, if you must copy somebody copy that person who you would want to work like or who you would want to be like. Now, in terms of communication, Les Brown made me realize that you don't necessarily have to be a fast talker mm -hmm. to become a public speaker. That was a limiting belief for me for a long time, right? Um, I always wanted to speak, but I realized that I was a very slow talker. And all the motivational speakers out there were like, boom, 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 you know, fast talkers. I was like, oh, there's no, there's no room for me in that industry. Until I started listening to Les Brown and the late Dr. Miles Monroe, mm. and so rest in peace. I now realize that, oh, so you can be a slow talker too. What matters is your message. Yeah. So that, that's why Les Brown till tomorrow still remains i was part of his uh, prodigy program you know the les brown prodigy i don't think um, they still have that no they uh, don't i was part of that too that was amazing right 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 you know so so he changed he changed the narrative for me he changed everything so yeah. i really do appreciate him and uh I, there's no way i can stop talking about les brown <laughs> <laughs> He has made a huge imprint in the world and in both of our lives. We love you, Mr. Brown. I call him Bishop. Love you so much, Bishop. And yet another testimony right here of a life that you've affected. And, and this life of Doc here, Doc John, is oh, now yes. affecting so many. And there's so many more that are going to be um, changed because of the work of God in you. And because you said yes. You mentioned that earlier at the beginning of our interview, and we could just wind up on that. Say 
yes. You have any final comments on saying yes to your call? Yes. So I would like to speak to that man or that woman who's listening to me right now. Sometimes when God is speaking to you, the first thing that comes to your mind is that this is not for me. Why? Because what God is communicating to you is greater than your comprehension. And I want to remind you this moment that whatever you find easy to do, that's not your calling. No. Your calling is greater than you. You were born into this life on purpose, with a purpose, and for a purpose which is far greater than your comprehension. So when you see that great imagination, vision, learn to say yes, because that's the one. Let me tell you why. Because at that moment, you couldn't even figure the how. That's the one. But the one where you can figure the how, like right away, that's not it. Mm -hmm. That which you have seen that looks so great without you even having an idea or the slightest clue of what the how is, that's it. You should say yes to it before you can even think of the how. The how will show itself later on. So say yes. And now I want you to tell yourself that this is your time. It is your time to rise and shine. This is no longer the time where your vision will be killed because you couldn't discover the how. Hmm. This is your time to say yes. <laughs> wow, I'm so excited. You got me dancing around over here, Doc. This has been so powerful. Thank you so much for coming on the uh, podcast and radio show and, and for just sharing all of this wealth, all of these gold nuggets. You have really been the morale booster. And thank you for also allowing me to be a part of CCU and to come alongside your vision. Thank you for being here today, Doc. Love you so much. Thank you so much, ma'am. Love you too. And keep doing what you do. God bless you. Thank you. And thank you everybody for being here. Uh, do us a favor. Do Doc here a favor. That little button that says share. Can you click it and share this message with someone? Share it. You can send it on Messenger or on a DM or even email it or just post it to your page. Seriously, send this out because there's somebody out there that needs that vitamin B12 shot, so to say, in their arm. And, and Doc here is the one to give it to them. Make sure you follow up with him. But let's make take his uh, let's take this message around the world because People need to hear what Doc has got, okay? So again, thank you for being here. Remember, as the Doc said, you're here on purpose, with a purpose, by design, not by default. So go out there and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. We'll see you next time. Bye.